Hi, and welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I am the host, Ivy Lassiter, and I am so glad you're listening. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about parenting things, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. So today I'm talking with Meredith, who is a mom, wife of a pastor, and the creator of Concrete Conversations, a tool designed to equip us with intentional questions to better know and be known by those around us. I've seen her product at a coffee shop in my area, and then one of my friends posted about it, so I looked into it and the person that started this company. And so then I reached out, and she was willing to share her experience and wisdom here, and I'm excited to share it with you. Meredith is someone who is naturally a great question asker. She genuinely enjoys asking questions, and has used that gifting to help others become more intentional at asking questions. She talks about why conversation with our kids matters and gives practical ideas of when and how to talk to your kids. So here's our conversation. Okay, so let's just jump in, and I want to hear how Concrete Conversations started. So originally, how it started is I wanted to make this for our family. I had no intention of starting a business and I have no background in business. <laughs> I'm a social worker. Uh-huh. So, but this was something that um, I, so in we were in this season of the nature of my husband's job was we hosted a lot of people around our table. Over okay. I mean, uh-huh. a lot of people. So, and a lot of times those people didn't know each other. And so really our hope was to create a space when we were hosting people in our homes where people could come together, meet new people, feel known, and just have a place to talk and get to know other people. Um, But we found that sometimes that can be a little tricky. Like if you're entering a space where you don't know anyone, Mm -hmm. and if maybe the conversation takes a certain, you know, path, you may not even speak at all. Um, And so I did not like that. I wanted to give everyone who was around our table a voice and a chance to speak oh, if they were at our house. Yes. And so, yeah. I and love so that. I would like write questions on little scraps of paper. This is my first edition, I guess. Um, and I would just throw it in the middle of the table. That way, if the conversation, sometimes, you know, you need a little boost mm-hmm. when you're having dinner with people. And mm-hmm. um, so we would do that. And then, one weekend, my husband and I got away, we went to Austin, and um, I was just sitting there thinking and um, had this idea to create something that we could use and take this idea from love of question asking from scraps of paper to an actual product that we mm-hmm. could use with our guests and also keep on our kitchen table, even when we weren't using it. Um, because to be honest, there are other conversation starter products on the market, but um, I wanted something that was beautiful and accessible that we didn't have to go, you know, searching for in a drawer. Um, so like something that you would, you would feel proud, like having, or, or you would be like, this has a cool design feature to it kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, is that a candle? I can't tell you how many people, if I'm ever selling them like in person, people come up and smell them because they think they're candles. (laughs) Um, which is funny, but yeah, I mean, I so can yeah, see that, that with the top and all that stuff. Like I could oh, see, yeah, me too. yeah, 
I know. I feel so, so empathetic. I'm like, I know you, this looks like a candle, but unfortunately <laughs> it is, it does not smell. It sounds very neutral. Um, so anyways, somewhere along the way I decided, okay, if I'm going to make one of these, cause I was realizing like, this is actually a lot of work to make one. Yeah. I'm going to make a hundred and just see what happens, you know? And I was like, man, it's possible that I could be giving these away for the next three Christmases to all my (laughs) friends and family, but we're just going to try it. And so that's what we did. And to my surprise, we sold out of those hundred containers and more um, within a few hours of opening. What? Isn't that crazy? That is awesome. I was shocked. I called my husband and I was like, I'm closing down the shop. I'm closing down. And he was like, do not close down the shop because, and I say shop, it was, it's like an online website. So yeah. anyways, um, because, you know, I have a lady make the containers for me. I have a carpenter make the lid for me. I've got cards that I order when I write the questions. And so I was like, I can't just, you know, sell more than we have. I got to check with all these people. So Right. Anyways, that is how it started. And really, it's just been so fun to see um, the response. Um, yes. When did yeah. when did this happen? This was November of 2019. Okay. That is so mm-hmm. cool. And the timing so on that is kind really of like cool. right before Christmas. So I think that worked in our favor for sure. Absolutely. But yeah. And then recently you created one for specifically for families, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And what prompted you to do that? So when I wrote the original edition, which is mainly for like, I would say college to, I mean, 60s, 70s, like really college on. Right. um, I had a desire to write one for kids at that point, but I really wanted to, well, first off, I didn't know if the business would succeed or take off. Right. You were like, I don't know if I'm going to actually sell it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the other thing was, though, that at that time when I started it, I think my oldest was three. Uh-huh. And I really wanted my kids to get a little bit older so that I could really know that I was writing age appropriate questions. Right. So um, the desire was always there. But my oldest is six now. And so I do feel like I have a better grip on at least her age range um, for what questions are you know, going to be helpful for kids and fun. And anyways, um, but beyond that, I just think that our relationship with our kids is one of the most important relationships Mm. in their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we can all agree that research would support that. And, um, you know, the environment that we grow up in and all of that really affects who we are and what Mm -hmm. we believe about the world and ourselves and, so if it's really that significant, it's going to require intentionality. You mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. So yeah. We've got so many things fighting for our attention and sometimes just making the space to be together can feel like such an effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hope for the kids edition is that if parents can do the work of making space to be with their kids, getting around the table, going to ice cream, just sitting on a blanket in the yard. I've done the work of creating, you know, questions that really can, could facilitate meaningful conversation. Um, so yeah, that's really the hope behind it is giving kids, um, a voice in mm-hmm. their family, like giving them, seeing them as people. Yes. They are. Yes. You know? 
Yes. Um, and yeah, asking them things that if you were to sit back and think, what do I wish my parents would have asked me? Like mm. if I was them, what, what would I want my mom to draw out of me? Yeah. So really that's, that's the hope. I hope yeah. that kids walk away having fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not all like super serious questions. Um, but having fun and also feeling like they were given a space to speak. Yes. Um, yes. And then little part, you yes. Know? Yes. Um, can you give me a sample of like one of the questions? Yes. Okay. She's so, got them like, right here, guys. Y'all can't see this, I but do, she's I do. got her cards. <laughs> yes. Um, I love it. If you, so this is, we have three levels. So level one is kind of fun, uh-huh. kind of like icebreakery. Uh-huh. Um, level two is a little more intentional. You know, you're probably going to learn a fact about someone. And then level three is a little, I mean, not a little, it's typically on our question editions, it's the hardest one, kind of the most serious or intentional. Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah. So, okay, level one, if you were in charge of dinner, what would you make? Um, I like this one. Who is the best dancer in our family? (laughs) Ask them to perform. Uh, Yes. I love it. Um, my daughter always says me, and I don't mind that at all because I like to dance. So. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a level two. Who did you notice that was kind today? What oh, did they do? I yeah. love that. Yeah. So it kind of gives you like an insight into their world. Like, right. And it makes them think like, okay, yeah, what is going on at school or right. wherever we are, you know? So, and then uh, the last one, this is a level three. Um, if you made a really big mistake, do you feel like you could come to me for help? Why Ugh. or why not? And I'm like, okay. I, I, oh my gosh, I love that. I love yeah. that. So. I think it's really strategic or like smart wise of you to include the three levels. Yeah. Yeah, that really makes it, you can cater it to the moment, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't need to be asking level three questions in the car while you're like chowing down food. And, you know, maybe, I guess it depends on the kid and the situation, but um, yeah, it allows you to cater to the moment. Right. You know, if you guys just need to connect and have fun, just answer all the level ones, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. With kids, you just, you can't always just jump to the deep questions. Like sometimes yeah. you got to break the ice and with some fun things and then get to the deeper ones. That's so good. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So when have you found is the best time to have conversations with kids? So I think this depends not only on your child's age, but obviously the child themselves. Um, You know, I've said this earlier, but children are people. And I like to think of it, how I would think about my husband when he gets home from work. We, you know, we ask each other, Hey, how was your day? Or how did this meeting go? But if I shoot off 20 questions, especially like very (laughs) deep or (laughs) intentional questions, he is going to want to walk outside and get in his car and drive away. So you really just like, and and I think this applied. So my, my daughter is homeschooled now, but she went to public school for a semester. And when I would pick her up from school, I'd, you know, want to be like, Hey, how was your day? Like, who did you sit with at lunch? But what I didn't realize is she is exhausted and like she needs a minute to just decompress. And it didn't mean I didn't still ask like, hey, how are you doing? How was your day? But then I would just chill and let her just decompress, eat a snack, whatever, because 
you know, school is like a very stimulating environment and sometimes you just need to come down a little. So I think that's a situation where we just need to know our people. Um, And basically if the person you're trying to be intentional with is not enjoying it, you should try it at another time. Um, (laughs) You know, right. Don't force it. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't mean like everyone does have a need to be known but the route to get there can really be different for everyone. So mm-hmm. I feel like we have to be patient and pay attention and know what works and what doesn't and just kind of be a student of the people you love. So yeah, that's good. All that, that's good. All that being said, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier, it is helpful to ask these questions while you're doing something else mindless, like eating or coloring or throwing a baseball or going mm-hmm. on a walk. Um, and if you're finding it hard for your child to engage in this type of conversation, um, especially that's when doing something mindless can help. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I sometimes feel like before bed too, because they don't want to go to sleep and then it's like, so it kind of, no, that is that I was actually thinking about that the other night. Like you could even do it like, Hey, you know, one night a week, or if you have multiple kids, one night a month, like you're going to get to stay up late and we're going to do these questions. And like, Oh, that's good. I mean, that's so motivating. My kids will do anything. My daughter last night was like, mom, how about I fold all the laundry and you can let me stay up late. And I'm like, that is very tempting, but, but no, I know. Right. I, that's a really good idea. Like, Hey, this is your night to stay up late and we're going to have these conversations. That's good. Yes. So in your own home, what tips do you, like, when, when do you feel like is ideal time for these questions to happen? Yeah. So, well, the first thing is you do need time. You've got to make time mm. to, to talk with one another, yeah. you know, and I mentioned before, we're so busy and so distracted. So that in itself is a huge step um, because we can't have a conversation with someone if we're never with them, you know? Yes. Um. So I, my thought is that you should do something that your kid enjoys. Mm -hmm. Do a puzzle together, eat a popsicle on the back porch. It does not have to be complicated. Mm -hmm. Go on a walk or do these around dinner. I mean, really, I find that these go really well with food. Yeah. Um, Especially foods that your kids like where they're not whining and, you know, upset already. Yes. Um. And then make this a normal rhythm and eventually it will become natural to have Mm -hmm. these types of conversations if it's not already. And, you know, the other day I got home from being away most of the day and I was giving my two-year-old a bath and she looked at me and she said, mom, how was your day? And I will say she is very verbal, but I'm like, you know what? You are two years old, but you are seeing your siblings ask questions. And it's just so fun Mm -hmm. to see kids be able to, step outside of themselves Mm -hmm. and they can do that but they They just have to be trained you know yes but really it's a form of caring and so um sometimes like if we're about to go to a family event or something all my six-year-old is so chatty and confident and just wants to share everything that's going on and sometimes I'll tell her like you should ask you know here's some things you should find out about you know grandma and see what she's been up to (sighs) And, you know, just kind of like prepare her to not go up and just say, here's everything about me. And instead, which that's fine. You're a kid, you right, know, and you, right. you want to tell your grandma all those things. But also 
let's pair it with what's going on with you. Right. You know? Right. So like kind of prep, them eyes to see. yeah, prep them or for when they're about to be with other people about how they can have conversation and start conversation. Yeah. Cause it is, yeah. it is like a muscle that needs to be like, I don't, I don't necessarily think we're born as people knowing how mm-hmm. to ask good questions or have good conversation. Right. Some people yeah. are naturally better at it than others, you know, but, yes. but it's a muscle that can be trained and kids can become good at that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and really what it, a big part of it, and I'm not saying this is all of it, but a big part of it is stepping outside of yourself and putting uh-huh. yourself in someone else's shoes and just considering what is their life like? Uh-huh. What have they been up to lately? What is something that I could ask about that would make them just feel seen and cared for, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Um, so, you know, how, what has motherhood for you been like for you these mm-hmm. past few weeks? You just had a newborn or, you know, it just remember things about people like, yeah. Oh, like you said, you know, you were going to the doctor for this. Tell me about how, how is that? Right. And a lot of it, we all, I think we all want to be good question askers and you know, most of us. Um, but a lot of it is just stepping outside of ourselves and considering the other person yeah. and really thinking about, you know, how to care for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when you sat down to come up with all these questions for families, how did you, how did you come up with them? Like, are they things you actually used in your home or like, you know? Yeah. So, well, okay. A combination of a lot of things. Um, I love questions. So I am always, I have a running list on my phone. I am always writing them down in the middle of a workout. If I think of one, I'm like, Oh, that's a good question. You know? And so, and part of it too is it's not like I'm this superhuman just writing down all these questions because I care about everyone. Part of it now is like, oh, this is my job is to think of questions that are helpful. So, but even before that, like, I, I just love what a question can do. It can change the course. This sounds so dramatic, but it really can change the course of an entire evening and just the power that a question can play into a conversation with someone really can change a lot, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. um, and really get to the heart of what a lot of people are possibly feeling or thinking, or maybe there's a lie, you know, that really needs to be drawn out. But so as far as like how I think of the questions, I write them down. I think of them. I, um, like if I hear a good question with that, someone says, I'll write it down or with this edition, especially because the kids edition is for kids that are five to 12. Generally. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have lots of people that are like, we use them with our teenagers. We use them with our four-year-old, but I wanted to narrow it down to our range because the teenagers are different, you know? Right. Right. So anyways, I would call, there's a lot of families that we're close to that have older kids. So I would send them questions and say, Hey, how does this fit with your kids? You know, how would, how would they receive this type of question? And they even practice on some of their older kids uh-huh. um, just to make sure that it was a helpful question. Right. So um, yeah, a lot of that and yeah, just kind of researching and thinking about, okay, what do I feel like is a good fit? What's going to um, really draw out some of these things that kids might be wanting to share. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it, it's something that God has put in your heart that kind of makes your heart beat fast. Like, 
you know, like gets you, which is so cool to see that like God put mm-hmm. this in your life and it not only impacts the people that you are in, you know, doing life with, but now you're empowering other people mm-hmm. to do the same with this gift. Just mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you, yeah. do you assemble the products like in your garage or is it more? Yes. Oh no, it is not. It is not any more professional than that. It literally, I have like a small section in our garage. It's getting smaller somehow, even though I'm getting more stuff. Oh no. But um, yes, I assemble them in the garage. It is so high. I have never bought a fan and I'm definitely going to do that this summer. Um, so yeah, it's very simple, but I promise the product is quality. It uh, Well, no, like the product is amazing. I just love that you're this like... <laughs> business owner making it happen in your garage my kids are out there helping me my daughter loves it she's like mom how many more containers can I wrap to get an Encanto dress oh do you like pay her to uh, to help you or no it's oh my gosh well yeah and I do not make her like she wants to and I'm like okay well yeah you can start making some money doing this I mean it's genuinely helpful yes yes (laughs) so do you sell these in any stores so there's a, a store here in Louisville. It's called Flourish. It's okay. a, a floral gift shop. Okay. It's beautiful. So they sell them. They sell mostly the couples edition. I don't think they have the kids edition. There's oh. a store in Maine, which no one's going to Maine probably. So, um, and I'm forgetting the name of it right now. So yeah. there's not a lot of stores, but there's um, a handful of them. So it's, it, it's mainly to buy online. <clears throat> yes. And you mm-hmm. ship them. I do. We ship them everywhere. We, I mean, we really, I want to say worldwide, we have shipped to a lot of different countries like England, South Africa, random places I didn't even know I could ship, but the shipping label worked. And so we sent them off and Way no, I haven't go. gotten any emails. Yeah, they made it. They're asking questions yeah. over there. I yeah. love this. Okay. So you just, do you have two sets, couples so and family or three? Okay. Okay, so it's kind of confusing. The green cards are first edition. It's called the original edition. It's for families and friends. Um, okay. And when I say families, I mean like mostly like older. Like I wouldn't say these are for kids for sure because okay. the, just the wording is a bit more mature than what a kid needs. And so we have that. We have the couples edition, um, which I honestly love the couples edition. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick one, I I would say it's my favorite. And I just... Even as a parent, like your relationship with your spouse has such a significant impact um, and on your kids and your parenting. Yes. So, yes. Um, and then, yeah, the kids edition. So we just came out with that a few months ago. So it's pretty new still. Yeah, that is so. So the couples edition, is it meaning like when couples are over or just you and your spouse or both, either? Um. So that's a great question. Um, it is mainly just you and your spouse. Um, okay. But you could do some. Like you probably wouldn't want to hash out the threes in front of your couple friends unless you're real close. Like, Got it. I think one of them is how do I re- react to conflict that makes things worse? So you might like it's a little more, you know, you need to hash this out one on one. Yes. But, yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Okay. Any other things you want to share about the product? About asking good questions? The only other thing. 
Yeah. Um, as far as the product, my hope is that anyone who interacts with our product will walk away feeling seen and known mm. and like they've been given, given space to speak about whatever. Um, so, and just that, yeah, they'll experience just like some relational intimacy and safety. And so, um, and then as far as asking questions, I think the biggest thing is really just trying to step outside of your own self and consider your child or Mm -hmm. your spouse and, or your friend and Mm -hmm. what is their world like right now? Yeah. And, And really things will naturally, questions will naturally um, surface when we really just think about other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and it really is hard. Like when I'm on the way to meet a friend for coffee or go on a walk, I stop and I think about, okay, what's going on in her world? You know what? And I just try and remember things that we've talked about previously because yeah, it's, we're all like busy people with right. our own lives. And so that really is the most intentional part is just thinking, you know, and then things kind of come naturally. When I think about the people I enjoy being around, feel safe with, or feel like I can really be myself, there's a common denominator, and it's this. I feel really known by them. They know the things that are bugging me right now. They know what to do or say to make me feel better about something. They know what decision I would probably want to make, you know, things like that. And how did they get to know me? Well, they're the kind of people that ask really good questions. And then they listen to my answers. And think about it. Isn't it an incredible gift to feel really known by someone? And as I apply this idea to my own home, I want the people in my family to feel known. I want them to feel that sense of belonging and safety with me in my home. And in order to know what is going on in my children's brains, it starts with asking good questions that start a bigger conversation. We can better understand why our kids are responding a certain way or what sort of things make them come alive by starting a good conversation with a question. And this is why I love Meredith's product so much, Concrete Conversations. It helps first remind us as parents to open that conversation with our kids. And when we're feeling really worn out and like out of any sort of like great ideas, it gives us fun and practical ways to do that. So I'm going to link her website in the show notes so you can get yourself a set of concrete conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Share this with a friend. Subscribe on whatever platform you know you're listening to. And I look forward to talking with you next time.